Welcome to the One Degree Shift Podcast, where we learn the little changes that future-proof some of our favorite companies and teams. Here's your host, Eric Termundi. Brenda Rigney, thank you so much for joining the One Degree Shift Podcast. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks, Eric, for inviting me. This is the first time we're going uh, live on video as well, not just on audio. So thank you for being my first guest and one that I'm really excited to talk to because I have followed your work and admired how you show up, what you do, and how you contribute to our community since I was first aware of what you're doing years ago, what seems to be a past life. And I don't want the guests to take it from me. I'd rather them hear it from you. What are you up to now? What led you to where you are? And ultimately, what's exciting you most? So what I'm up to now is obviously staying at home, like most of us (laughs) right Mm -hmm. now. But my real now, like my purpose and my intention is I launched my consulting business uh, about a year and a half ago. So in the fall of 2018, early 2019. And I'm working with mostly Canadian businesses, but with CEOs and executive teams, helping them look at scaling their business thoughtfully. So in my past experience in HR and operations, I've always been passionate about culture, systems, processes, um, helping in the sort of good old days, it was helping like employees become more productive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but now it's really shifting the conversation to really creating that sort of alignment around purpose uh, and engagement. So if I'm committed to the organization and I'm connected to the vision and values, then chances are the downstream effect will be productivity, results, revenue, profit, whatever those KPIs that we're going after. But fundamentally, it's like, you know, if I'm connected to the purpose and values of the organization, I'm going to contribute more. Um, it's going to be part of my sort of driving force to come to work every single day and make the company better. Uh, so that's what I really focus in on with my clients and doing that in a thoughtful way, not just necessarily scaling for the sake of growth and crazy, busy like, but doing it in a thoughtful way that brings everybody along. Thoughtful was the word that stuck with me too, because you know I don't hear that very often, thoughtfully scaling. What is something that a thoughtful leader is doing that perhaps a, 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 someone who's not being thoughtful might be missing? Uh, well, I think it's a combination of things. First of all, I think as a leader, there's a lot of self-leadership that I need to look at internally. I need to make sure that I'm all in, that I've done some of the deep work. And what I mean by deep work is that like, I'm really clear on what my purpose is. Uh, and that's something that I even did before I led into my consulting business is that I left my corporate life. I was a VP of operations with a fairly prominent uh, Canadian-based company, Vancouver-based, and decided to leave that. I was going through a divorce, and I was really like misaligned, really, on what my purpose was. Mm-hmm. Up until then, I was kind of climbing the corporate ladder, being a great woman in leadership, like trying to be a role model for other young women, coaching, mentoring, doing all those things, being a mom, dog owner, all this sort of stuff. And I was really not clear about what my purpose was. And so mm-hmm. I needed to take the time off as I was going through my divorce to kind of realign with my values, checking with what was important to me, And so I think that's part of the work that I do. Well, I know that's part of the work that I do with leaders that I coach and I develop uh, the clients that I serve is helping them figure out what is their why, what's their purpose. And then is it aligned to the company's why and the company's purpose? And if there isn't that alignment, well, it's going to be really hard to lead other people in your organization or on your team. So that's sort of fundamentally what I look at first is kind of like, what's what's your purpose and is it aligned to the company's purpose? When I first became aware of you, you 
to me, were everything that you said you were trying to be. Uh, you were a wildly successful uh, individual who was climbing the corporate ladder, who was a role model for leaders across the city, and that's exactly what I saw you as. I, I didn't know you were a mom. I didn't know you were a dog mom. I didn't know some of the personal side, but I could see you know, what you were portraying from, from leadership in the Vancouver community. What was missing in terms of purpose, and what did that journey look like to get to you to where you are today? Because, look, when I look at societal definition of what it means to be successful, from the outside looking in, you had all of it. Now, of course, I have no idea what's going on behind the scenes, but Mm -hmm. as somebody who looked up to you and still continues to look up to you uh, and admired the path that you were on, perhaps it was a little confusing for me to see, wait a second, why is she leaving? What was missing? And what are the steps that you took to ultimately get more on purpose or to be more intentional with aligning what was ultimately going to light you up? Yeah. Um, well, I think one thing to clarify, like, was there anything missing in my past job? No. I mean, it was a very mm. purposeful led organization. We were really clear yeah. on what our culture was. We did a great job, I think, from a customer experience and employee experience, aligning kind of all the dots and making sure it was well connected. For me, it was Again, not sort of thinking about that environment, but what was going on with me personally, a lot of the things that I had sort of grown up to be some like little girl to teenager to, you know, to, again, sort of those early days of getting into my professional life, my values were really being like thrown upside down, like going Mm -hmm. through a divorce, going through any type of traumatic experience. And I think that's what I'm sort of relating to a lot of people that are going through right now, potentially losing their job. Their company is run of muck if they're an entrepreneur or CEO, and they're like not too sure about whether or not they're going to be open for business tomorrow or six months Mm -hmm. from now. I think, you know, for me, it's like when you get to those points in time where you go through those levels of uncertainty, where everything you know to be true in the world has been turned upside down, it's a great time to just kind of go in there and dig deep. So some of the work that I did to be more specific was, again, just looking at my values. Like what did I come into sort of this new world, this like not being married, not being a corporate executive, thinking about what I was gonna do next in my life? What was important to me? What were some things that I was like denying myself? Like, um, you know, some of those values that I never even thought would be in my sort of purview or in my vocabulary were values like love. You know, it's such a fundamental need as human beings to have that love and connection. And it was something that I just didn't lead my life with. It was kind of like, oh, it's, I'll just get that by default. If I do all these things, I'll feel love, I'll be loved, I'll be loving of other people. And on that journey of sort of self-exploration, I was like, no, I really want love in my life. So how do I ensure that now this new life that I'm creating for myself, this new purpose, the work that I'm doing, the time that I'm working on my business, the people that I'm spending time with, or the companies that I'm working with, generate that for me, and I can generate that with them. You know, when we've talked in the past, even just like a week or two, you shared with me a few of your other values. Now, values can be, I'm not going to call it vague, but it can be sort of abstract. You know, I might value integrity and you might value integrity, but integrity to you might mean different than integrity means to me. Not to suggest it's any more or less important. How how do you get crystal clear on what those words are that you want to anchor on? And more importantly, like what they really mean to you and identify how you resonate most clearly with those words as leaders in these these times are trying to figure it out for themselves. Well, I think all the time it's it's connecting words and actions, right? Mm -hmm. So again, you can have words placard up on a wall, on our fridge or in a corporate Mm -hmm. lunchroom saying, we're going to act with integrity today. And we actually describe what those words look like in action for people. Mm 
So, you know, for me, it was like, okay, if, if integrity is an important value, which you and I, like, yeah, it's actually one of my key values, adventure, curiosity, love, and integrity. Those are my four core values. Okay. Um, you know, so I know exactly what that looks like. And I will now share that with other people. I'll be like, okay, if I'm going to be a leader of integrity, this is what it means to me. What about mm -hmm. to you? And I mm -hmm. think in organizations and part of the work that I do is, Again, I think, you know, there's values that are up on walls, but like, does everybody connect to those things? And does your definition of integrity mean the same as mine? Like if we're off 10 or 20%, that's not, I'm not going to worry too much about that. Like, you know, there's Eric and there's Brenda. We're aligned on integrity, go forward. But mm -hmm. if we're off by like 80%, we got to dig into that and figure out why. Mm -hmm. um, and why is your definition different than my definition? And it doesn't mean that it's right or wrong, but let's just understand right. because the way you're going to approach integrity will obviously be dramatically different than the way I'll approach it. And as a company, we do need to see some momentum of moving forward. So that's where a lot of times when I think about that sort of thoughtful scaling up approach or thoughtful growth approach with mm -hmm. organizations is we've got to slow down to go fast. We've got to do this work of understanding what these things mean because otherwise people are just going to kind of haphazardly do their own thing. And I'm not about like creativity or individual spirit. It's more about if we need to get that alignment so we have the momentum and they were all sort of getting there together as a team, it's, it's working and it's doing that work together as a team. So how do purpose and values, let's just say the why of the organization, how does that translate to the employee experience? Because I mean, a lot of leaders might be doing this work now. They might be doing exactly what you're saying and slowing down, but now we've got a distributed workforce. We've got remote and virtual teams. How do we then translate what our mission and our purpose is to how we might be working from home or dealing through uncertain times like this? Yeah, it's a really good question. I think number one, it's being consistent ourselves. So if we have specific values and a clear purpose in our organization, go back and check in with those things. Am I, like if I'm the leader of a team or the CEO or whatever my position is where I'm responsible for a group of people, whether that's 10 or the entire organization, is going back and checking in to see whether or not I'm actually consisting, consistently leading and exemplifying those values. Mm -hmm. I would also do a check while I'm, I'm going through that process to say, you know, do these values still make sense to us right now? I'm not saying to toss out our values, mm -hmm. but I think there's some things that are just becoming so glaringly obvious to how we need to be acting as leaders or as organizations. Like safety was a big thing a couple of weeks ago. It still is a concern and it will be a concern, I think, as we start talking about potentially going back to work. Like there's some mm -hmm. markets depending on where you are on the globe, where like Denmark on Austria, for example, this week, they were experimenting with kids going back to school. So for mm -hmm. teachers, parents, and children themselves, like we need to ensure that that school environment is safe, it's clean. It's mm -hmm. So maybe safety wasn't necessarily a big priority or a big value in your company two months ago, but it may need mm -hmm. to be as you're thinking about where your business is gonna go. Or it could be agility. So when you're talking about working remote, uh, we may be going back to like a, a migration of people going back to work, like maybe non-essential manufacturing or factories will start to open up in the next couple of months, say in North America, as we start seeing the curve go down. But that doesn't necessarily mean like you and I that normally maybe work in office places or people mm -hmm. that we associate with that work in office places will be back at work in right. their, their normal environment. So maybe we need to start valuing agility and mm -hmm. define what agility looks like for your organization going forward. Maybe that wasn't a value. But I think that's part of it is like checking in yourself as leaders, like are you consistent with the values in the organization or are you reacting to what's on the news or what's coming at you? So using those values as a, as a guidepost to mm -hmm. manage your own behaviors. And then if you need to infuse maybe 
some modified values right now, just based off of like what's happening in the world and where your company needs to go moving forward for your people. Again, talk about it with your folks, see what makes sense. So then if I'm a leader and I'm recognizing that this is very real, that safety and agility need to be our company's maybe values and priorities in the coming weeks, right. I'm going to cascade that through my organization and make sure that there's buy-in. I mean, intuitively, people will understand that we need to be safe and that we need to be agile, but then the actions that we need to take as a team and to ensure that we're cohesive and aligned in what that is, how, yeah. how might that be cascaded or communicated? Well, I mean, that goes back to your structure. I, you know, mm -hmm. I think that, you know, we always talk about that we need more innovation in companies and more innovation and more creativity. I think now more than ever, we actually need structure. We need sort mm -hmm. of like routines and rituals um, that people can grasp onto because there is so much uncertainty happening around our per periphery. Like you're starting to see that in family homes. It's like, okay, great. We're doing virtual learning for our kids, at, you know, that aren't in school. Um, I've got virtual calls with work. I've got to take the dog out. So we're putting in new systems, new processes in our home life. We may need to look at that within the work life. And mm. we've already seen that in the last couple of weeks of people going from remote work, like how do we do Zoom calls, putting in that structure. But we may need to look at like just within our teams, like what does communication look like going forward? What is decision-making, problem-solving, risk management? Um, and then how do the values that we need going forward in this time of agility and possibly uncertainty flow into those things? So it is an opportunity, I think, to go into all of those structural components, like how the teams are set up, who's leading the teams, who's communicating when and how with the teams, uh, just to make sure that there's that structure, which will also, I mean, that's that thoughtful scaling, thoughtful growth, thoughtful mm. migration, right? Like if we just sort of grow for the sake of growing and clean up afterwards, uh, people get really you know, caught up in the confusion and it creates even more uncertainty. What are some of the things that you see leaders really struggling with today in these unprecedented, if not to use the buzzword of the day, times that ultimately you might have some steps or suggestions or some tips to help mitigate any, any sort of fear or some irresponsible, irrational reactions to things. What are some of the things that you see coming up with your clients and, and the leaders that you're working with? I see sort of a, like, I think, you know, again, it's sort of like little stages of like growth cycles and, and change cycles. But I think, you know, the biggest thing that I'm starting to see with people is a feeling of exhaustion or fatigue. They're adding more to their day, trying to connect with more people, almost over scheduling themselves, over committing. I'm, mm -hmm. you know, I'm seeing people responding back to email messages at midnight uh, when, you know, maybe they did that before in their past life, but most of the time they didn't, you know, maybe right. their end of day would drag on until nine o'clock. And now we're seeing that window going even further or they're mm -hmm. online more and they're just getting saturated with news and media even more than ever. So mm -hmm. I think one of the things that I would probably recommend if, so if mm -hmm. you're feeling tired, if you're feeling listless, you don't feel like you're having the energy. I sort of just go back to some of those main things in my toolkit, like make sure that you're scheduling the things that again, drive towards your purpose. You know, are you scheduling extra calls because you're worried of being out of touch with people? Are you worried that people are going to forget about you? You know, so part of me is just schedule to your purpose. Uh, mm. Make sure you've got movement happening in your day. So schedule that like 10 a.m., noon, 3 p.m., whatever those cycles are, you get up for five minutes and you do jumping jacks, whatever that is, but just to get the blood moving. Because before you know it, it's like you've been on five or six of these virtual calls and you're exhausted. It's all this yeah. like face time too that also tires people out. Mm -hmm. So making sure that you are taking time out to have lunch, like you're scheduling those things into your day. So movement, eating right, lessening the media, 
and just checking in with your body. Like your body will tell you when it's tired. Listen to it. That might result, and maybe this would be the last sort of conversation we'll dive into, but this might result in a change in practice. Let's just say, you know, we've been remote working for give or take three or four weeks now. I might have been that leader who was on eight or 10 Zoom calls a day on top of the calls, on top of checking in an email on Slack or whatever other communication service uh, we might be using as a company. Now I'm feeling fatigued, I'm feeling burned out, I'm feeling exhausted, and I want to take your advice and be more on purpose and schedule these times for myself and maybe be able to even rest a little bit. What might the steps be that I would take to communicate that with my team so that I don't feel that I'm missing out on something or that I'm not serving the team or that I'm not there for the team as much as I might have been literally as on, on, on a call last week? You can go ahead and ask the team. Well, first of all, tell the team how you're feeling. I think sharing yeah. that is just, you know, when we talk about Brene Brown and sharing your vulnerabilities mm -hmm. and, and braving the wilderness, it's just putting it out there. Because chances are, if you're feeling that and you're the leader, your team's feeling that probably even like tenfold because they're getting yeah. all the downstream effects of you. So yeah. if you haven't actually voiced that, they're probably feeling it as well. So they'll probably feel a sense of relief. And also just like, wow, like you're human. So I think that's like kind of the first step is share that with the team. The mm -hmm. second thing is you've got a team of great working people for you. Like trust them. Like who can take over for you in those situations? Hey guys, I'm maybe not going to be on this call with our supply chain division. Who is best on the team to take this call? Sally, you're good. Okay, great. Like you take the call and report back to the rest of the team on what's going on. This is a time too for not just sort of top down sort of traditional hierarchical leadership where we're looking for that sort of commander in chief to direct us. There's people yeah. on your team that are capable of self leadership and yeah. they can give back immensely. This is a great time to also spot like who those future leaders are in your business that are innovative, creative, and, you know, can rally everyone together as like a good communicator. So I think like, I would keep the steps really simple, share and appoint. Nice. Thank you. I love the simplicity of that. I read a quote yesterday that said, making something simple, complicated is idiotic and making something complicated, simple is genius. Actually, it might have been you that shared that with me. Anyways, uh, no, but I'll, I, I like it. I won't say credit for it, but I like it. <laughs> uh, Brenda, is there anything else that you want to share with us today? I just wish everyone like the best and, you know, and just continually like sort of thank the people that are important in your life because those small thank yous mean a lot. And, mm -hmm. um, I got a great thank you today from a former employee of mine that I just kind of gave them a little bit of guidance last week and it helped them mm -hmm. on their day. And so, yeah, I think thank yous, pleases, just the general gratitudes go a long way. Mm -hmm. Well, taking your advice, thank you for being the leader that you are, for sharing your time and generosity and expertise with us today. Uh, it's been great to have you on the show and I look forward to keeping in touch. Thank you. Take care. For more podcasts, show notes, and to connect with our speaker today, visit erictermundi.com. That's E-R-I-C-T-E-R-M-U-E-N-D-E.com. And click the podcast tab. Thanks for listening.